week 10 of the season. Man, it goes fast. Is here. We are making picks in our six-pack of favorite games for week 10, including that Panthers-Bears Thursday nighter, 49ers-Jaguars, DeVito versus Dallas, and Kyler Murray's return and a whole lot more coming at you right now. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Big ups to all the everydayers out there. Make sure you are subscribed on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Today's episode of PW is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. All right, we're going to go to Jacksonville to start this thing, Matt. And it is the Jaguars coming off a bye, hosting the San Francisco 49ers coming off a bye. The Jacksonville Jaguars have a a 6-2 and record here coming into week number 10. And the San Francisco 49ers have a 5-3 and record. Yet the road 49ers, Matt, are favored by three. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this game. I'm sure you are too. You know, your team has struggled coming into the bye. I'm sure the bye is going to pay off for them very nicely. Chase Young's now in the mix. I mean, I do think the Niners are a tier one team and will show it win or loss this week and will show it the rest of the season. But boy, I'm warming up to the Jags too. I mean, were they five games in a row that they've won and they're also coming off a bye, as you mentioned? They're good on both sides of the ball. Did you say the, the number's three? Uh, three, yes. I think I'll take the points, but I think this is a very close, good football game. And I'm going to take the Niners to win, but I will take points at home, especially. Yeah, I feel similarly. My heart tells me the 49ers are a better team and will win this game, but I think the smart bet is to take the home dog points with Jacksonville. It's a long trip. Um, it was great timing for the bye week for the 49ers. Brock Purdy has, had gotten dinged a couple times. He was in concussion protocol a couple weeks ago. So you get some time uh, away from that for Brock Purdy. Uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey, just as much usage as any player in the league, get some rest there. Debo Samuel getting on the field already at practice this week. He wasn't there for the last few games. I think that's important for, you know, a, a, a short passing game, catch and run sort of a sort of an offense. Mm-hmm. And, the, the one thing, though, that the bye has not quite gotten uh, the 49ers fully healthy is on the left side of the offensive line. And that's where the Jaguars, I think, have a huge advantage right now in this game because Trent Williams still hasn't gotten back to practice as of this recording. And they're already going to be without starting left guard Aaron Banks as well. So you've got backups playing on both spots on the left side. A lot of Christian McCaffrey's biggest runs this season, if you watch 49ers football, come along that left side behind big Trent Williams. So Trent Williams mm-hmm. could get limited and, in, 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 you know, have some practices and still play in this game. But with no Trent Williams, the Jaguars are already good defending the run. You make the 49ers one-dimensional, and uh, that's where they've struggled recently. So I think taking that home dog and taking the points is the smart bet, but I, I do still like the 49ers to win this game. I think it's a great line, by the way. You can find all the lines we're speaking about here uh, on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. 
I got to take the points here, I think. Yeah. Uh, but man, the 49ers should be able to go beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. Do the Jaguars score early against the 49ers defense? Because the 49ers defense has been surprisingly struggling tackling people. And that's not something they've struggled to do. And I think that's one of the things that bye week can fix. So maybe yeah. even an under in this game. And uh, it's a little bit ugly at first. So I'd probably rather go under. And if I have to take, if I have to take the line, I'm going to take the points in this one, even though I do like the 49ers. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with everything you said. It's a great point about the left side of the Niner line. Josh Allen's having a tremendous year and is becoming a, you know, tier two edge guy type of player. And they do shut down the run. I mean, they're a real pass funnel defense. Uh, and again, I think they'll keep it close. I mean, I also think your Niners have a nice advantage in the trenches when the Jags have the ball. And that, yeah, we're going to see Chase Young's debut, by That's the way, fun, yeah. number 92 for the San Francisco 49ers. So does he have that big impact? Uh, and, you know, that's just going to be trouble for every team, The which is why, you know, again, everything to me points, this one's going to be a little bit more low scoring. So 45 and a half over under, I'm going under on that one. I like it. Yeah, I'll take the points on the under and Niners to win. Maybe a Josh Moody field goal, Niners by two to win it. Mm-hmm. Or Jake Moody, sorry. I always, there was a Nick Moody that was drafting the NFL. Uh, jo- there's Josh Moody. There's there's Jake Moody now. Jake Moody's uh, in the doghouse, too. He, he probably is glad that there was – or maybe that's bad for a kicker to have a bye week, an extra week to think about things before you play another <laughs> football game. Um, yeah, so. Remember Jake Travis Moody. Fredrickson, the great center from the uh, Cowboys? Say again? Remember Travis Fredrickson, the oh, great yeah. center of the Cowboys? And really yes. a player, of course. Everybody mm-hmm. knows. I called him Rob Fredrickson – 90% of the time, and people were like, why? Because when I was at Pitt, we had a walk-on center named Rob Fredrickson who couldn't start for us at Pitt and is nothing yeah. resembling Travis. Nice kid, but one of those moody things, you know, just yeah. not everything. Yep. Relations there. Yeah. Um, by the way, how can the league not, uh, you know, flex a game like 49ers-Jaguars or Browns-Ravens into primetime and we've got Jets-Raiders and we've got – uh, Bills or Broncos, you know, in, in prime time, like, you know, Bills are fine, but the other teams in prime time, you, you're not really excited really? to tune in for those. And then the next one, Matt, we've got in our six pack here is you got Tommy DeVito starting for the Giants, the game of the week on Fox um, against the Cowboys. And, you know, Giants Cowboys will get viewership, but man, Dallas Cowboys favored by 16 and a half. Uh, by my count, that's the highest line we've had this season. Oh, and I, I still so. don't know if it's enough, Matt. I don't know what to think of this. I mean, what's the over-under on Parsons sacks or Cowboys sacks? What's too much to pay in DFS for the Cowboys defense in this game? You know, like, whatever it is, I'll pay it because it's going to be great. I mean, are they going to pick sixes? Uh, Is Dak even going to play in the fourth quarter? Like, I don't even think Dallas is tremendous right now. I just think the Giants are miserable. So... 16 and a half. I'll take the home team. I'm laying the points. Uh, Tommy DeVito, uh, has he gotten into the positive on his passing yard so far? I, I don't want to like crush Tommy <laughs> DeVito. He's living his dream. He's getting a start, a, a game for the New York Giants in the NFL against the Dallas Cowboys. That's awesome for him. Right. Good I for him. It's going to go well for him. But I mean, it's awesome for the young man. And he, he wasn't really even a starting quarterback for most of his 
college career because I was like, man, how do I not know more about Tommy DeVito? A guy's about to start a game in the NFL, right? 25 years old, uh, overaged, sort of a, a prospect coming out, you know, did the six year super senior thing in college. He transferred to Illinois where he did finally start, I think, his final year. He might have had some starts earlier on in his career, but, you know, not great numbers in college. He's got some athleticism. He was like 6'2, a little over 200 pounds. I think he ran four sixes, so uh, maybe he can get out on the run a little bit, and he might have to be running for his life in this game for Micah Parsons. I, I don't think he's as fast as Micah Parsons is, though, so that might not turn out well either. But, yeah, he he's undrafted for a reason. And, um, you know, Don Bosco prep. So it's a great story for for the young man, Syracuse, and then and finished his college career in Illinois. He grew up in New Jersey, he's right? He's a Jersey so, guy. So, right, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, that's a great He looks story. like a Jersey guy. Yeah, right, yeah. So, Tommy DeVito, live it up, and I hope you survive this football game. Um, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm giving up the points though, man. This, this really feels like the New York Giants are in tank mode right now. And by the way, at two and seven, the New York Giants could have the number one pick. Oh yeah. After this week is over, that's very possible. I mean, Arizona gets Kyler back. Two top teams are playing Thursday. We'll get to that real quick on DeVito. Like I can just picture forty-five years from now. DeVito's sitting there with his grandkid on his knee and telling him, I started a game against the Dallas Cowboys on you know, early November of 2023, Sonny Boy. And yeah. the kid look kid looks up at him and like, no, you didn't, Grandpa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and we also do the more disaster it is, the more people will remember it. So yeah. Yeah. Dude, like, go out in a blaze of glory. Throw five picks. What just go for it, Tom. Well, why not? I'm rooting for him, to be honest with you. Um uh, but I don't expect the the New York Giants to knock off the Dallas Cowboys in this week. Yeah, I don't think handing the ball to Saquon Barkley uh, forty times behind an awful offensive line is going to keep up with the Cowboys. Yeah, I don't think so either in this week. Um, you know what I will say though, the over under is low here, so maybe that's how they don't get to that sixteen and a half points. The over under is only thirty eight. No, thirty. Where'd that go? Thirty. Yeah, thirty eight and a half. Um. And, you know, you can still get you can still hit the under and still uh, obviously cover that 16 and a half points. So um, uh, it's a lot of points. And generally it's too many points. But I don't know if it is in this one. I bet it climbs, too, to be honest with you. So I should be able to figure out this math. But if it's a 38 and a half point game and they're favored by 16 and a half, what's the implied total then? Yeah. So how many points? basically how many points can they think the Giants are going to score? The the Giants can score a touchdown, right? They can they can score a touchdown and a field goal and be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so if they get to 10, 28, 10 still wins. Yeah. So they're thinking the Cowboys get to like 10 points, maybe 12, maybe 13. Or, or the yeah. Giants, I mean. Yeah. The Jay, yeah. yeah. They might really it's, a good, it's a good bet that they could end this game with single digit points. So I, I will take that bet. Yes. I'm go. in that camp. All right. Yeah. So all right. I feel good about that. Yeah. I'm, I'm giving up the points, taking those Dallas Cowboys in this one. Go Tommy DeVito rooting for you, buddy. Hard. I didn't know anything about you, but now you're my favorite player in the NFL for at least one week. Um, next we've got, <laughs> speaking of the Kyler Murray, we've got the, the Cardinals hosting the Falcons. We've got Colts and Patriots and we've got the Josh Dobbs led Minnesota Vikings hosting the new Orleans saints next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by DoorDash. Get all of your game day favorites right to you when you want it. Whether it's the 
the two minute warning hits right halftime. You're like, oh my God, I need my football spread or you're prepping early and you just need some groceries to your door so you can fix up your own football spread. Go to DoorDash and there's a special special offer for our listeners. Remember code LOCKED23, by the way. One of my favorite spots here uh, in San Francisco, Pizza Hacker. They don't deliver, but guess what? DoorDash does and they will deliver it right to your door. Um, 50% off, by the way, for new DoorDash customers when you download the DoorDash app and get all your favorite chips, dips, nachos, groceries, whatever it is for your football spread. 50% off up to $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. Subject to change, terms apply. Don't forget, use code LOCKED23 for 50% off up to $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app. Okay, here we go. We've got the uh, Kyler Murray-led Arizona Cardinals, Matt. And uh, they are home uh, under – no, wait, are they favored? Let me double-check. They're getting points. Point. They're getting home dog from what I saw. Yeah, I saw one dog. and a half. The, yeah. uh, Atlanta Falcons. So the four and five Atlanta Falcons, the T- Taylor Heineke-led Falcons, uh, are coming to Arizona to face the Kyler Murray-led – welcome back, Kyler Murray, Arizona Cardinals. You're getting a point with the Cardinals and home. Maybe James Conner, you know, I mean, I think McBride and Marquise Brown and their receivers. I mean, I think this offense could be, I don't want to say good, but not tankable with Kyler. I think that that's that big a difference. But I also think their defense is pretty hideous in Arizona, too. And I could see Atlanta, I don't know, I almost said get the ball to the right people, but they just don't do that. And I think there's going to be points in this game. as right people is John O. Smith. Well, it, it worked. <laughs> I think yeah. the Cardinals win it outright. I like it. I mean, I, give me the point. Uh, I, I don't love what's going on with the Falcons. Uh, no. I, I think the Falcons are kind of win one, lose one team, so that means they're going to win this one. Um, but I think it can be low scoring. Again, this is one where I'd probably just take the over, think it's ugly, and just give me the extra point. But you're kind of just really picking it straight up at this point. And uh, the Arizona Cardinals, maybe it's just, uh, just that boost they needed. The Arizona Cardinals offense with Kyler Murray – even if Kyler Murray's not all the way back, is going to look better than the Cardinals' offense with Clayton too. You know, so hundred yeah. percent. He would. He might have been the most overrated, or most over his head quarterback last week besides Devito. I mm-hmm. mean, Tune had no business being out there. It was bad, yeah. and, and Devito wasn't starting that game last week either. True. True. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take the point and take the Arizona Cardinals here. And uh, yeah, you just mentioned the uh, the practice window open this week for. James Conner. I mean, that's huge. That's your two best players on offense, maybe. Right, you know, right. You're, you know, aside from the some offensive linemen, I think those are the two best players on the offense for the Cardinals, and they haven't had them. So uh, that's a big boost for the Cardinals' offense for sure. I think the offense could be pretty decent. I'm interested to see it. I mean, this is a fun one because I want to see what Kyler Murray looks like in this offense. Yeah. I mean, this is a huge stretch of of half a season for Kyler Murray, and and what could potentially be the number one pick in the draft. What could potentially be. Uh, you know, changing, alter his career, how things go here and how the organization feels about him moving forward if they do end up with that first pick. But if the Cardinals win this game, Giants lose, and then you got the Thursday Nighters, like there's some huge draft implications this week too, which is very interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, imagine adding Marvin Harrison or one of the top tackles, you know, to go with last year's first-round pick and not going quarterback if Kyler has a pretty good year. It's not so bad, you know? Not bad at all. How do you like this Colts and Patriots matchup, Matt? We've got the Patriots that are hosting 
the Indianapolis Colts, the four and five Colts at the two and seven Patriots Indy on the road. We got another home dog here uh, favored by two points. I think these defenses are probably on the same tier, but the, the, the poor Patriot defense is starting to fall apart just because they're out, out there all the time. Uh, this is an overseas game. This is a, I think in London. I know it's another oh, yeah. nine thirty oh, yeah. start. Um, right. This is uh, this is Frankfurt. So this is another Frankfurt. Okay, it's thirty a.m. Pacific time. This is the last uh, international game of the season. Frankfurt. By the way, okay. that stadium is loud. It's got a you know it's got a it's got a cover over the top. The fans are super loud in Germany. It was almost too loud last week. Where I was like, can you turn the noise of the fans down? Because I can't focus on what's happening in the game. It's crazy. So it must that be an cool. awesome atmosphere to be at Frankfurt Stadium. I love the they're singing songs and Sweet Caroline and you know I mean like it's a different atmosphere for sure it's very cool I, I enjoy watching it I'd love to go to one sometime I just think the Colts offense is light years better than the Patriots I mean I, Jonathan Taylor might be like a fantasy league winner at this point Pittman Minshew good enough good enough you know they have a really good O line I think they have, hold the ball for like. 35 minutes and just run like crazy sprinkle in some Zach Moss and win yeah. this game going away. Yeah. Yeah. The offensive line and uh, with Moss and Taylor and uh, I, I like the Colts in this one and man, little, little juice with the Colts. You see Jim Ursay getting down and dancing after the, the win last week. So uh, yeah. it's a good mojo with the Colts, bad mojo with the Patriots. I will give up those two points and take the Colts because it's not even a home game for the Patriots, right? It's in Frankfurt. Right. Good point. Okay, Matt, next, we're going to finish this up with the last two of our six-pack, which is the Minnesota Vikings Saints and the Bears Panthers. We'll finish up with the Thursday nighter. Let's go to the Vikings game real quick right now. Vikings are okay. hosting the Saints, and the um, the Saints are favored. Another home dog, 2.5 on the road are the New Orleans Saints favored over the Joshua Dobbs-led Minnesota Vikings. Is it crazy to think that the Vikings are in a better place right now than the Saints? I, I, I was thinking I, the exact same thing. Now, yeah. I don't know if that means it's a W, but they're at home getting points. Much better mojo. It's a five and four team at a five and four team. Um, both teams obviously have their warts as well. So to me, it should be more of a, a little closer to a pick em, even though, you know, obviously the Vikings are starting a quarterback that hasn't been there very long, but he led him back to victory last week. So what are you worried about, to, to be honest with you? I think that the home field advantage is huge here. That place is going to be really loud and wound up. I really have a lot of respect for the Vikings coaching staff. I mean, Flores has done a ton with very little on defense, and they have a good O-line. Dobbs will hand it off and distribute. I'm definitely taking the, the home dog here. I, I, I don't. I don't know if the Saints are a good coaching staff. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not a believer in what's going on with the Saints. Um, I do no. think they're more complete roster-wise right now than the Vikings. But is that enough? Yes, like, right, right, right. We'll get after Carr, and Carr is not good with pressure. And, um, you know, Dobbs hasn't been there long, but I love the the offensive line, especially the bookend of tackles. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. Reisner's looked really good at uh, at left guard since he came in there, and they even traded away Ezra Cleveland there because uh, they like what's going on on their offensive line with Minnesota. And so um, I do love that factor as well when potentially, you know, Vikings pass rush getting a win versus what the Saints pass rush might do in this game. So, yeah, for that reason, I'm, I'm taking the points. Give me the Vikings. Yeah, I feel pretty good about that one. By the way, I got a question here, a little follow-up on Joshua Dobbs next, and we've got the Thursday nighter. 
Panthers and Bears. At the surface, doesn't look like a great game, but we've talked a little bit about uh, number one overall pick stuff, and I want to get deeper into that as well as DJ Moore revenge game for those Chicago Bears. <laughs> and who's going to play quarterback in Chicago as well on Thursday next? Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Jace Medical and the Jace Case. So whether you're on extended travel, bracing for a major weather event, or limited by yet another supply shortage, you are covered, my friends, when it comes to our partners at Jace Medical. Jace Case can bring you uh, life-saving antibiotics. A long list of daily medications can be ordered in one-year supply. Even ED generics for Cialis, Viagra, and uh, and those t- types of prescriptions are available at Jace Medical. And all you have to do right now is go online at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code Locked On at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer has this to say about Jace. Quote, I'm thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered antibiotic kit. I feel so secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone, end quote. So check out jacemedical.com. If you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com and see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code Locked On for $20 off your purchase at jacemedical.com. Joey Bag Donuts had this question we didn't get to in our mailbag show yesterday, but uh, as it pertains to the Vikings and the Saints here and Josh Dobbs, he asks, how can Josh Dobbs show up on a team in a week and look good when half the quarterbacks in the NFL look horrible every week? Do offensive coordinators make things too complicated? I would guess yes. I mean, but I also think there's some beauty to it too. Like, side note, like during the Brady era with the Patriots, basically post-Edelman or – and really anyone but Randy Moss, honestly, like all the receivers they brought in into New England. You remember that's like their lowest hit rate of, you know, scouting for sure was wide receivers, whether it was draft or you know trade or whatever. But a big problem from what I understood was their playbook got so extensive, you know, they're not going to throw away from last year. They just add another chapter, add another chapter, add another chapter that was hard to keep up. But Brady handled, I mean, if that was your biggest flaw while you won six titles or whatever, so be it. But I do think overall simpler should be better considering the group of receiver or quarterbacks around the league is so young. I mean, it was the youngest group on opening day ever. And now the injuries have set in and you're getting lesser players than that. So, yes, but these defenses, when you simplify things, these defenses know it, man. I mean, yeah. And yeah. for Josh Dobbs, too, like obviously he's super smart, but also he's yeah. in the same um, uh, universe as far as language and, and verbiage for the offenses that he's in and, and coaches mm-hmm. that kind of coach together. So, I think that helps be better quicker. He's played NFL games, so he's a veteran player now. So all those things help, but I, I do think that a lot. I do think things are made a little bit more difficult on players because you think about someone like, you know, whoever it is, Kyle Shanahan or any of these coaches and offensive coordinators that have been running one system for a long time, they've spent their life learning and developing a system and you have to learn it even in six months after you're drafted and getting That's ready to crazy, play in yeah. one is nearly impossible. You can't have a full grasp of everything. And so 
that's, you know, there, there's a reason why Josh Dobbs is able to do what he did. And he's not the most talented guy in the world, which is why, you know, he's never been somewhere long term and become a guy. But it's also why he could show up quickly because of the smarts, because of some of that experience and knowing, you know, having a, a head start with some of the language in, a, in an offense can help him with a place like like the Minnesota Vikings. And there's so, I mean, like there's a famous Brett Favre interview where he's talking about learning the playbook or whatever, and he makes fun of it, but there's something to be, to be said here. Like this route is called Sally. And you ask your coach, why do we call it Sally? I don't know. That's how I learned it. And the root of the Sally route is in 1974 in Texas A&M, someone came up with it because it reminded them of this girl named Sally. You, you know, like there's like no <laughs> yeah. logic to it. It's not like if I learned, it's not like, you take pre-algebra and then you learn algebra, you know, like <laughs> once I learned this it, stuff. Yeah. Some of it makes sense. Like why the word right. Omaha, right? Well, it just means opposite. So it starts with O and that's how you, mm-hmm. remember, you know, the same amount Liz, of silly. Liz, Liz, that means we switched it to the left or, yeah. you know, uh, you yeah, know. Like sluggo is a slant and go. So some of them mm-hmm. make sense. And then some of them some just, don't, I don't know. That's just what we call it. Cause we need it. <laughs> that's what need Johnny a short from. Name. Yeah. From like, Bama one thing I, I learned recently, I didn't really think about is all of the motions are like flying. You know, it's like jet mm-hmm. orbit. Jet. And so yeah. like when you come up with a new motion, you have to think of a flying word for it because it's a motion. Why are they all flying? I don't know, but that's what it is. Like, I think it's funny. Nickel is five defensive backs, a nickel, five pennies, obviously. Right. But a dime defense isn't yeah. 10 defensive backs. anything? So you just got to, I like it. All right. So uh, anyway, we got to move on but to the final game in our six. Unbelievably game. impressive. I'm, I'm sorry. But like Kevin O'Connell said this, but what Dobbs did was, unnatural and rare i mean yeah. it was you know unbelievably impressive it was awesome. and he's you know you get some you get the coach in your ear too for 15 seconds so mm-hmm. you call the play and then you're like okay look for this middle backer this your key is here look for this is your one this is your two you know or throw yeah away. if you get cover two throw the out you know what yeah. yeah um panthers and bears the yeah i mean huge implications huge. for the number one overall pick in this game uh which makes it a little is it really though because the bears own both picks uh, so we talked a little bit about this off year. <laughs> the best thing that could happen for the Chicago Bears is actually a tie. I think you're right. I mean, because that's a half a win both games. So yes. you could knock yourself out of the number one spot. And then you but get nobody's going to beat you with tiebreaker stuff when it's all yeah. said and done. So since the Bears own the Panthers pick, uh, the Panthers, because of the you know the buy situation right now, they have the same amount of wins as the Cardinals. The Cardinals haven't had their buy though, so the Panthers are one and seven. Cardinals are one and eight. So the Cardinals right now would have the number one pick. But if the Cardin if the Panthers lose another game when the Cardinals are on by, then they'll be tied again. Mm-hmm. But the Panthers will have the tiebreaker over Arizona because of strength of schedule, which is the next tiebreaker. So uh, and right now, of all the teams at the top, the uh, Patriots have the worst chance if they're tied because their tiebreaker right now, their strength of schedule is so the better they have, they have a hard schedule. Right, they have a hard schedule. So mm-hmm. the harder your schedule is, the worse you are off trying to get the top pick. Um, the Chicago Bears have the lowest. So the Chicago has the best chance if tied with their own selection to get that pick. And next is the Carolina Panthers. So as far as tiebreakers, Chicago, with both picks they own, has the best opportunity to win any tiebreakers to get uh, a higher selection okay. in the draft. And, you know, w- with whatever the second or third pick, there might be a, a ton of teams that are tied as well. So that could be that could be huge as far as tiebreakers go. Uh, Arizona Cardinals and New England have the highest strength of schedule, the toughest schedules, which means they have the the least chance in those those tiebreakers. So if Carolina and Arizona both end up with one win, 
uh, it'll be the Bears that have that Carolina pick will get the tiebreaker most likely this season. But anyway, uh, if you're so the Pretty the cool nightmare scenario, the nightmare scenario for and we'll get to the game in a little bit. But uh, to be honest with you, this is more fun. Than the yeah, game, I, think. I don't really care. Um, and it's looking yeah. less and less likely, by the way, that that Justin Fields is going to play. So Tyson Bajant more likely, which is um, which is a little bit concerning, I think, for me here. And you know, the, the coaching staff said this week that the game plan is not going to change. I don't know how you can have a different, won't have at least a little bit different game plan if you're playing Come if on, you have yeah, Justin right. Fields the quarterbacker or Tyson Bajant. Um, but Bears are favored by four points. But I think the worst case scenario for the Bears here, who own both these picks, is that the Panthers win. And then the Bears end up winning more games later in the season with Justin Fields, and it takes you out of both of those picks having an opportunity to draft number one. So I think that the Bears winning this game and the Panthers having the worst season possible is your best shot at the number one pick. So better for the Bears pick-wise, I think, if they win this game. And I think best case is even if they tie, because then you'll have that half game that'll that'll help you break the tie against some other teams and rather than having a win on either one of those uh, on either one of those records. I hope the Bears can like are aware of this score late and then they quote go for two for the win or something like or now that wouldn't work. I'm I'm all screwed up here. I'm trying to <laughs> somehow <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Somehow so you're to tie late is is what you're trying to do. That's I don't know if they should do overtime, but the other thing is it, so it doesn't make sense for the Bears to like tank and say oh we're gonna play Tyson Bajan again even though we you know we kind of seen what he is and and hold. Justin Fields. You're holding Justin Fields because you want him to be healthy and you get a mini buy after this, basically, right? Um, yeah, that makes sense. With the a, a longer amount of rest, but you're definitely not sitting Fields because you're you're worried about draft position because I think it's better for the Bears to win this and the Panthers to mm-hmm. lose as far as their own pick because they own both picks. I'm taking four the points. points. Yeah. Four seems too many. I mean, it's, it seems like it should be two. Or I'll just take four. Bryce Young played well two weeks ago. I mean, it's hard to find positives on either team right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. But uh, the way the Bears have played recently and also with Tyson Bajan, like it just I don't see how um, it, and right now, because I think the line will go toward the Panthers side once it's for sure. But we still don't know as of this recording late Wednesday. Um, so uh, if it's fields, I would love to take Chicago here. Uh, but since it's not, I'm going to take the points. And if when it's when Bajant is announced the starter, I think you'll get an extra little bump there. So thinking it is Bajant and going by what I'm seeing here, um, I'm going to take the points and take the Panthers here. Although if Fields plays and then DJ Moore revenge game, I think they could do a little something on the offensive side of the ball there. And that could be fun. And in which case, I think I would rather take the Bears potentially at this number. I hear you. So you mentioned we were recording late Wednesday. The reason for that is instead of noon Eastern Thursday, noon Eastern Thursday, I will be eating Super Steelers soup. The Super Steelers yesterday. Super Steelers soup, the soup the Steelers eat, and uh how about the cheese, the grilled cheese cheeseburger flavored super steelers. I'm hoping, hoping, hoping the cheeseburger soup's there tomorrow. I'm glad we could bring up the super steelers soup here. <laughs> but that's why we have to change things. I'll be down there eating the super steelers soup. All right. Thanks, everybody, for making this your first listen. That is our six-pack of picks for week number 10. We'll be back tomorrow to make the rest of our picks and preview the rest of week 10 NFL Sunday and Monday. Talk to you then right here, Peacock and Williamson.